Hi guys, welcome back to another Thrive Podcast. I'm Princess. I'm Mason. I'm Emma. And I'm Jamal. And today we're going to be talking about something we talked about before. Might seem a bit familiar. Um, the topic is, what's it like being a young person in 2019? And we have two special guests with us here today. Yeah, so we have Sinead, who's 16 years old, um, and Amy, who's 25. And they're both part of the Young Challenge group uh, run by New Direction in London. So we're going to start on the kind of debate now. So the question is, what's it like being a young person in 2019? Um, we're going to focus on the opportunities that we get. So personally, what do you guys think, especially with like the um, creative side and arts? Do you feel like you have a lot of opportunities as a young person in London? Do you feel like there's a lot of that? Um, in London specifically, there's definitely a lot going on. There's, there are museums, there are galleries, there are occasionally free showcases of like different types of art. But um, in general, the opportunity the opportunities here are quite overwhelming. There's a lot to do, and I don't think everyone who lives in London realizes that. But I know, um, personally, anyway, I've definitely I try my best to go to as many museums, many museums as I can, just because they're free, and you know they won't be free for much longer because they usually have an age limit on them, or just because prices are going up everywhere, and some of the free things I had that. Some of the free things I had when I was younger may not be free for, you know, my younger nieces and nephews. And I just want to take advantage of that while I still can and take um, my younger family members out to see these type of things. It's definitely something I'd like to do because London's just such an amazing place. And mm. I don't think everyone who lives here utilizes it as much as they should, especially the young people. And it's a shame. I wish there were more like, you know, there's advertising and stuff, but mm. there is a lot to do and I don't yeah everyone isn't really taking advantage of it as and they should. sorry what about links with your school do they really promote anything to do with arts um everyone's interested in different types of arts but like in general arts like the opportunities in London so like the museums and galleries and stuff and um, the showcases I was talking about I'm not sure many people in my school are interested in those things I know my my other friends personally are themselves but um every now and then we do have school trips to go see these type of things, but if you're not engaged, then, you know, it's a waste, it goes over your head, so I feel like that's where ch- um, school children miss out a lot of the time, maybe because London's the capital, so that's where everyone wants to put their business, but I feel like the whole point of London is to have, like, you know, a capital bursting with all these things that you can only do in the capital, and that's, like, that's what London thrives on. That's why people get excited to be called Londoners because, like, you know, you live in a place that's so multiculturally rich mm. compared to the rest of the UK, which is definitely something we've seen a lot more. Can I ask, I mean, Sinead, if you could sum up what it feels like to be sort of alive at this current moment, like, as a Londoner, as a young person, in one word, how would you summarise it? Ooh, that's hard one <laughs> Put you on the spot, haven't we? <laughs> Unpredictable. Oh, yeah. I love that. Why? Um, well, because, you know, I turned on the television one day and this isn't something funny. I don't want it to be, like, taken lightly, but I turned on the television one day and Grenfell was up in fire and then I turned on the television the other day and um, Brexit was happening and then I turned on the television the other day and then Donald Trump's president and all that type of stuff. And all these... 
the sad thing is I don't really have any positive like you know experiences to add on top of those three it's just things like that just keep on happening and it is surprising but, but a little bit no it is surprising because you know you expect people to understand that with all the messages being changed you know climate change is happening we need to do more and then America pulled out the Paris climate uh, agreement uh, agreement and then you know all these things are being said that we need to help our earth we need to be better we need to have more empathy for other people and we're literally going in the entire other direction and it is sad because you want to have hope but it's unpredictable in your personal life as well like you don't know when you can move out from home you don't know what kind of opportunities might be coming up around the corner like your life can totally turn around quite quickly if the right thing happens but there's a little bit of luck involved in that, I think. Yeah. And uh, you need to have the right information, have the right contacts, you know, know the right people to get somewhere. So at the moment, I'm just like at home with my parents and <laughs> hoping one day to be able to get out and move out and start, you know, creating my own life. But I can't predict when that's going to happen. I feel like I have less control over my life, if you know what I mean. Like, I feel like things are kind of out of my hands sometimes and I don't have that like kind of empowerment to make a change on it. Uh, I don't know about you, Sinead. Um, I feel like they're having greater impact on my life than I realised at this point in time because I still have the security of like, you know, definitely like, you know, I want to live with my parents for now, but I don't, I don't seem to realise, maybe like conscious no subconsciously I guess I don't seem to realize that you know 10 years from now I need to be on the property market hopefully like I need to I need to vote I need to pay bills and taxes like I don't seem to realize that all these things happening now will definitely one day have huge impact on my life as especially if I choose to stay in London so I think just those it is scary I guess and unpredictable in that way be quite terrifying if you overthink it so yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, life right now is scary and unpredictable. But in the same breath, I think we can all say that it's we're so blessed to be in a time like this. Because yeah. even though a lot of bad things are happening, I think that it seems like more is happening because social media is so like prevalent in our lives right now. It seems like all the negatives are just being sh- like screamed out. But I think there are a lot of positives in the you know in the same breath because. As young people, I think we do have a lot of opportunities. We're learning. You know, we're learning. And yeah. we have the, we have a lot of us, not everyone has the privilege to, but a lot of us have the, we can be worried about what's happening. You know what I mean? We, But we can choose our path more so than ever, I think. Mm. And I think yeah. before it was a lot of, you do this because you're from this or you're, you look like this or you do that. But now it's kind of a thing where life is evolving, it's changing and we're being able to choose our path and even if we're not sure what the path is i think we can just change our path and we have the freedom to be able to do anything you know people are making money of videos mm. on youtube yeah that was not possible before people used to just do stuff for fun on youtube and now people are millionaires yeah it's completely changed what, what good stuff is going on in your life then like what things are taking you down like new pathways which you didn't think was gonna happen because you said that you thought your life was very unpredictable yeah, like, so through, like, a new direction, there's, like, um, kind of, like, a jobs program that I got on, and that helped me get into the job that I'm in now. Um, and, yeah, a year ago, I wouldn't have seen that happening. I would have, you know, been stuck in the same situation. So I definitely feel like 
the opportunities that are arising now are huge, like they're hugely beneficial, but unless you know about them, unless you know what's out there, unless you're in a place where you can access them, it, it's more difficult to know that that's going to, you know, come up. But, um, yeah, like, in terms of social media, I feel like you you can kind of, yeah, choose your own crowd. You can kind of find people and, and communities that um, are around your interests and are around you as a, an individual. And that kind of helps you to forge your identity and, and find out who you are as a person when you're young, when, which I guess is like the kind of critical period where you're meant to be doing that. I get what you mean. It's kind of a thing where... Um like we are as young people we're given so many opportunities like us four here today we're a part of gig gifted yeah. young generation which is a youth group as well and we're able to it started with a concert you know we kind of improve young people's mental health in our area through creative arts so we have we host a concert on the night and we have singers dancers rappers everything and young people are videoing the event them doing the hair and makeup the set design all sorts of things and it's a thing where it's a production where made by young people for everyone to enjoy it and it's an amazing thing that we've met i don't think when i was younger that we were i didn't think that i'd be able to host a concert you know it's it's such a surreal thing to be able to be given the opportunity and for us, everything that we make from this concert goes, um, and everything that we, like, we do other events as well. Mm. All the funding goes to a free counselling service called the Active Listening Service that we give to young people in our youth group. And the fact that we can host something so big to give back to our community is, I think that's amazing. And even mm. through all the turmoil and the trials and tribulations that we are going through in 2019, and we will continue to go through, no doubt. The fact that we, even though I'm sure one of you said that you felt like you're out of control to kind of change what's happening. I think we don't, we can't change the world, but we can change us. We can yeah. change our community. And youth groups, young people like you that are getting involved with things like that, you have been changed through these activities that you're engaging in. And it's, even though it's important to um, talk about the negative things, it's also important to, look forward to the positive things yeah. to the future and the fact that we're able to help other people like ourselves or not even like ourselves just help other people that we don't even know through stuff like this yeah i completely agree optimism is the key to these sort of situations regardless of how tough it gets regardless of whether even if it's only a little bit tough whether it's not even tough at all remaining optimistic is so key um and as you were saying from what we've witnessed from gig itself just the unification of different diverse cultures different yeah. people i mean i would probably never have spoken to the most of the people who actually yeah. i'm with now and it's it's mm. completely changed my perspective on different things on society in general um as we do gig we feel like there's a massive more sense of community with our young people do you think you can link anything that you do in london like to this bringing like all your like young people together in like a positive way in school would you say um like maybe in the arts you feel there has been a decrease in like the arts in your school that are available is there any cuts that have been made like what how has that affected you as a school and yourself 
Um, I know in my school there's definitely been a, large, a lot of budget cuts, but that's just because I'm like, um, not just because, that's because I'm in it in a London school. I go to an in a London school, so if anyone's going to suffer from the cuts, first, it's definitely in a London schools because there's just so many people there. So they need all these schools, and the government apparently can't afford to, like, you know, at least give decent levels of education to everyone. So How does that make you the feel? Arts were the first to go, you know, the music um, resources aren't as good as they used to be. The the trips and outings and opportunities that are available to my school aren't as good as they used to be. You don't have like, for example, a drug. Well, that's too liberal. You know, maybe like a, a grammar school on the outskirts of London might have music people come through their school. They might have, you know, they might have open casting. Yeah. Calls. I'll actually disagree with that. <laughs> Because I um, yeah. I go to a grammar school and the music department, drama department, they've been cut. It's like, it's happening all over. Even though it seems like grammar schools might get a bigger advantage, honestly, no. the cuts, because it's a grammar school, they focus way more on academics in the yes. first place. So music, like any, the forms of the arts, they're definitely getting cut. It's, it's very different from, just like what you said, like the mm. facilities used to be better. It's the same. When I was in year seven, we used to do so much more with, music drama art what about yourself what do you think you need from school because you're mentioning like your friends like what do, do you think are you more of an academic person do you feel like the school is letting you down in terms of the budget cuts what do you what how do you feel um i feel well for me personally i really love drama yeah so i that is something i want to pursue and Yes, my school didn't have enough money to take us out on trips and so that all the experiences, you know, someone from someone who pays to go to school would have. Yeah. But I know that I, I wouldn't say I'm more academically inclined. I okay, I quite often struggle in class, but I know that I just need to make it out uh, make up the time for it outside of school by revising. And I know I need to get good grades so I can pursue drama in the future because getting good grades means getting into good schools that can offer me drama at a higher and better level. So I have to take that side along with the good side and I do wish my school had more money for drama and a lot of other things but I understand what's happening to my school. I understand what's happening to all the other schools. I don't think all students have that understanding. But um does this make you feel hard. good though? Like how how does it make you feel that your drama's been cut and things that you love and things that you enjoy are being almost like taken away if that makes sense in a sense yeah um it is upsetting to see and it's quite sad to see as well because if i think it's bad for me now it's only going to get worse with the kids who are younger than me so um i think it's it's quite hard to see that like you know the drama that i enjoyed when i was younger all the productions and the trips and the albums we got to go on yeah. in primary school i just went to like a normal primary school we got to do that the funding isn't there for that anymore the, you know, the drama groups, all the free drama groups that used to be around when I was younger, they aren't, all the dance groups um, that used to be around now, they, there aren't as many around anymore. And, um, yeah, it's quite, it is hard to see, but it's, I don't know, this government specifically, I don't know where it's going with, don't know where they think they'd go with their current plans, but it's just, I don't want to say that's just life because they can do more, but it's, that's all we get right now until I'm able to, like, you know, vote and try and make, um, along with other people, try and make a change for our, for our city, for our country, you know, for our continent or the world or whatever. I just, it's, 
kind of have to go with it for now. So, sorry, this is a question for all of us. What do you think about the support systems in your school? Are they beneficial for you um, despite some of these cuts that and some of these choices that you can't now make? Well, I guess, like, there's more opportunities now when you leave school, like the whole apprenticeships thing, which a lot of the time are in kind of vocational, creative, yeah. arts, culture. But... Yeah, that, that kind of transition to adulthood, I think, can can be a really tough time, can be a really tough transition. And sometimes people just kind of go with the flow, go to university because they feel they kind of have to. And that's the kind of set route for everyone. And they're not thinking particularly about what they as a person really want to do. They're just carrying on with the same kind of routine that everyone else is on. Um, With so, your personal experiences, how did this make you feel like, did this make you choose a different path and things like this about what's going on around you, if that makes sense? Yeah, like I, I, I felt like I was looking at all of my peers and thinking, oh, they're going all for academic subjects. Is something in the arts really going to be the way to go? Is this going to give me the lifestyle and the the future that I want to have. Yeah. Um, but I did go and study like photography at, at, at on a degree and at kind of college level. And for me, that was like huge. It was really empowering. It really helped me to develop as a person. There's still like an academic side to doing an arts degree or doing a, a creative subject. Um, and I feel like you 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 kind of get more developed in the round like it's more of a kind of holistic education in that way yeah i guess this all leads to sort of the one question how what is the solution for this how do we encourage people to um be more involved with the arts how do we encourage the government to spend more money into it and not um have such a high priority for these educational subjects and to because the uh, the, the arts in general they provide they provide so much more than just the arts, it's all about the confidence that it provides, the yeah, different the, opportunities. The more 100%, yeah, the life skills as well, yeah. So mm. how do you guys think, in, in one sort of sentence, um, how do you think that this can be solved? How would you solve this? For me, I think that arts and cultural organisations need to spend as much time and money partnering with schools and with big employers to make the case for that you know, education and how... So many jobs are being created with cultural and creative skills involved. You know, they just need to get the message out there because I think a lot of people and maybe politicians as well aren't aware of that. And just following on from what Amy said, I think um, another big thing to me is probably the representation, that whole thing of going into schools, you know, and sure, I know a lot of people go into schools and they listen to what the young people say, but are they actually taking what those young people have said and doing something about it? Because people, you know, you all, anyone can come into a school and take down the, you know, a paragraph from every single child in that school. But if you don't do anything with it, then what's the point? And that's because young people have been screaming for ages that they want more representation, they want more of this, they want more of that. You need to, like, invest in the youth right now to essentially provide for your own future. Mm. And we've been screaming that for years, and the government isn't listening. So it's all great, you know, like, talking and stuff. But they need to actually listen and... um take on board younger people, they need to take on fresh faces, they need to invite um, new ideas onto um, the arts panel, they need to invite young people and people of, you know, different cultures onto their um, 
into the team. It can't just yeah. be the same people, the same type of people for forever. You know, you need London, if you want to represent, not even just London, actually, if you want to represent what the UK looks like nowadays, then you need different people. They can't just all be the same type of person. They need to have new ideas and, you know, different opinions and backgrounds. So that could definitely revamp and help the arts tremendously in every form. I just want to say, like, for me personally, like, art has been empowering. Art, you know, saved my life on a lot of occasions and led me to the career that I'm in now and led me to, you know, thriving. And I feel like, for me, art is something I definitely want to do in the future. Like, regardless of what I end up doing when I'm older, I definitely want to be in touch with the art side of things. If I ever have children, I want to make sure that they have a community and space where they can share, you know their different artistic ideas they can share their different cultural ideas because we have that now but it could be stronger and there's you know you can never stop improving something once you have it so yeah i feel we can definitely work upon our cultural sector um our art sector and all those things for like the next generation because i feel like that matters a lot to me just i want this you know the arts at least to be somewhere where people can relate to not just when it's you know, a specific topic or like it's Black History Month or whatever. Mm. I want it to be like all year round because yeah. we all live in the UK all year, all year round. So yeah, definitely mm. some fantastic comments. Um, just thank you so much for joining us, Sinead and Amy. Uh, we really oh, do appreciate you. it. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.